Oh my goodness, we are finally on and I am so excited, you guys, in the midst of all this crazy and uncertain and scary quarantine times, I've had a lot of time on my hands to finally get this brainchild of mine up and off the ground. I've been, you know, aspiring to get this started for about a year now. And so I'm very excited to finally be moving forward. And so with that, I just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Nutrition Fact. This is my all things food and nutrition podcast where you're going to hear me obsess about food. You're going to hear me vent about food. You're going to hear me answer questions about food. And you know, I think at this point, you've gotten the point. Just want to welcome you. I want to thank you. And uh, with that being said, I'll introduce myself. My name is Riley Peterson. I'm going to be your host. I am a 23, almost 24-year-old individual with a degree in applied nutrition, and I am currently working my way through a dietetic internship at Children's Hospital Colorado here in Denver. I am hoping to be able to get my RD um, credential in the next couple months here, so fingers crossed, Riley Peterson, RD, coming at you June 2020. Again, hoping this whole coronavirus doesn't set things back, but you know what? We're all going with the flow here. So um, we'll see. Again, just wanted to share a little bit more about my journey. I think it's important to why I'm here today talking to you about nutrition and not something else. So um, with that being said, I started my journey in nutrition, gosh, like seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago, back in 2013. I was a CrossFit junkie. Yeah. Yeah. I joined the cult and the paleo diet that, that was, that was everything. Um, it definitely sparked my interest in nutrition and performance. And it was the diet I was on back then. Um, it was the key to peak performance and you know what? Carbs were the literal devil. You could guzzle a bucket of coconut oil and drink it as a water replacement. And you know, a pound of almond butter a day, no problem. Um, but God forbid you even look at a plate of pasta or, you know, slice open a loaf of bread. Um, so looking back, I I loved where I was at at the time. I was happy. Um, it definitely is a huge catalyst into my entrance into the field of nutrition, but I was going into this field for all the wrong reasons at the time. Like I said, I was happy but I've learned quite a bit since then. So I was 16, 17, 18 years old at the time. Um, And then I get out of the house and I move to San Luis Obispo for college. Um, I was a broke college kid and I didn't really have a lot of time or money for a CrossFit membership. And a lot of those habits that I had gained over the years as a high schooler, they just went straight out the window. I gained weight and, you know, not you know, there's the freshman 15. I, I was more like freshman 20 or 30. Um, it wasn't the happy kind of weight gain. It wasn't the weight gain where you feel nourished and you feel loved and comfortable in your own skin and you're happy. No, this was the kind of weight gain where I didn't fit into any of my clothes. I felt heavy. I felt unhealthy. I did not feel good or comfortable in my own skin. That freshman year, I was staying up way too late. I was eating poorly. I was having way too much dessert. Um, 
like eating ice cream and cookies at two o'clock in the morning. Um, I was drinking, I was swapping like regular healthy habits and exercise for, you know, cramming for exams and then sleeping during the day. Cause I was so tired from staying up too late. Um, I wasn't doing well in my classes. I was self-conscious and just like looking back on pictures too. I just looked uncomfortable. I just, some of those habits I gained back then, not so great. And you know, again, like I mentioned before, at the time, I thought I was happy. I was having fun. I wasn't as crazy as most college kids get, but for me, that was crazy. And it's, again, it's part of my journey. It's part of my my journey in this nutrition field and why I am and who I am today. Um, and so as I continued on this journey, maybe like some of us do, like most of us do, I don't know, we, we grow out of these phases of life. Half, the, half of it was just being fed up with the way that I looked and more so the way that I felt. Um, and then there was also an opportunity. My boyfriend at the time was doing some job training out of town and we were doing the long distance thing. I suddenly had a lot more time and I was feeling sick and sluggish. And so I started to really tune in and pay attention and be more mindful about the things that I was learning as a nutrition student. You know, this stuff was, I was being taught like healthy habits and, and the science of it all. I, it was right there in front of me and I hadn't taken advantage of it. And suddenly I tuned in and I started to fall in love with nutrition and science research. I started getting really good at cooking and having a huge interest in that. I was like obsessed with yoga and like inverting and doing handstands and doing all that crazy stuff. And I started to lose weight and it wasn't intentional, um, but I started to feel good again. And more than anything else, I started to find that like baseline normal, um, And I wasn't dieting. I wasn't cutting calories. I was still having dessert and eating the foods that I wanted to eat. I wasn't restricting myself. I was living this life of moderation and I was happy. Um, And it was kind of interesting. It just, it just happened. Um, You know, it was definitely aided by my education and my experiences. And I'm, again, it's my journey and I'm very thankful for that. And, you know, with this kind of transition and people knowing my experience in food and nutrition, um, I started to get a lot of comments, you know, Oh my goodness, you must be so healthy or like, Oh, you, you eat dessert. Really? Um, I also got a lot, like you must eat a salad for like every meal. Don't you? And I hear these comments and I just want to scream, like not in anger, just in frustration of the way that we as humans look at food and diet. Expecting that because I have this extensive education and this background in nutrition, I make, and I'm, I'm putting this in quotes here, better choices about what I eat. And to a certain degree, yes, I do. I have the basics down. But what people don't understand is that my education has given me this overarching perspective, this philosophy, and this understanding of how food relates to us on this much more encompassing level. You know, food has such this, this massive impact on our lives and it touches us in so many different ways. You know, our emotional being, our psychological health, our physical and physiologic level. And I think that's really important to pay attention to. Nutrition is highly specific. It's very individualized. 
And then food just touches us all so differently. We interact differently. We we have different tastes and choices and it's just it's it's an important distinction to make how individualized nutrition is. And so that kind of leads me into my next point and in, in this like feeling this philosophy that I have about nutrition in this field. Um is that we often we we fall into this this slippery slope this this manipulation of food and nutrition um to this like very unescapable level and it's very simple and it's just two very simple labels food as good and food is bad you know salad is good cake is bad And then we go into the, I'm not allowed to eat cake because it's bad, or I should eat a salad because it's good for me. And, and that I think is such a manipulative, but foundational dynamic of diet culture and the way that we as human beings, um, view our own nutrition and make choices. So kind of tangent here, but I'm going to loop it back. I promise. Um, one of my favorite podcasts is um it's amazing it's run by this awesome intelligent funny gorgeous amazing person her name's Nora McInerney um hopefully I'm not butchering that I probably am um but her her podcast amazing it's called terrible thanks for asking and just heads up it's pretty dark it's also funny and it's devastating and it's emotional but it just looks into people's lives and their tragedies You know, she addresses guilt, she addresses mental health and grief and just overall hard, shitty stuff. But she also addresses all this really shitty stuff in a light way and that it's okay to feel things. You know, she provides this really insightful and refreshing validation of feelings and these shitty things. Um, Delightful. It's a great podcast. Highly recommend it. In one of my favorite episodes, I can't exactly remember which one, um, you know, Nora is outlining some of the major decisions, these like monumental moments in her life that change the trajectory of her life. Um, You know, at one point she's burdened with these decisions that she feels she should make, crushed under the weight of obligation, expectation. And then she provides this awesome anecdote where she's talking to an older woman And this woman gives her the advice to not let anyone shit on her. And I'm saying should, not shit. Although you should definitely not let anyone shit on you either. But I like to think about food and nutrition in that same manner. There are a million shoulds in every decision you make. And it applies also to every bite you take and every meal you make. And I am so sorry I did not mean to go there. (laughs) But regardless... I say shove the shoulds. I think Nora would say the same. Also, hi, Nora. You're amazing and I love you. Um, But at the end of the day, we're all our own individuals and what is going to work for one person is not going to work for someone else. Remove this idea that you should eat healthy and start to ask yourself why you think you should. Start to consider why should is more powerful than want or need and then ask yourself, What would happen to your decision-making if you balanced should, want, need? I think there's a time and there's a place for all. Should, want, need. There's responsibility. 
you know, there's desire and pleasure. And then there's just like that, what do you need? What do you need right now? It's going to change all the time. And so that kind of moves, brings me back to what I was saying before is balance. My philosophy of nutrition is balance. When you start to label foods as good or bad, you tip the scales in one direction or the other without a whole lot of room for forgiveness. And, you know, food and nutrition can be enjoyable. It's my belief that balancing these scales and reframing the way we look at it all can have a huge impact in our lives. And on top of that, like I said earlier, nutrition is highly individualized. What's going to work for you is not going to work for someone else. So stop labeling foods as good or bad and start to think more about what you need, what you want, what you should do. Balance them all because they're all relevant and they're all important. And then that's that's just going to be my intention with this podcast is to balance the skills, not just in you know the choices we make or food and nutrition, but talking about a lot of the other areas of food and nutrition that you might not be aware of. I want to cover the whole gamut of food we put into our bodies, the science and the pleasure. I want to address the social and ecological impact of our food systems. I want to explore privilege. I want to explore food access and food insecurity, these important topics that we don't talk about even close to enough. This podcast is going to be fun. It's going to be serious. It's going to be nerdy. And if you love food as much as I do, I really think you're going to enjoy it. I intend this podcast to teach you new things, to change your perspective on nutrition, to inspire you. I hope it makes you hungry at some point. I'll be sharing some research, bring on some super awesome and intelligent guests. I'm going to answer your questions and so much more. You know, please stick around. I've got some corny food puns. You know, see, they've already begun. That was really bad. I'm sorry. Um, I've also got recipes. I've got tips. I've got tricks. You guys, I've got so much planned and I'm really excited that you're here with me. So the last thing I wanted to go into today, and it kind of goes back to me introducing myself and who I am and why I'm here. I want to talk a little bit more about my credentials. So like I said, I am living here in Denver, Colorado. I'm working as a dietetic intern at the Children's Hospital. You know, fast forward 24 years, I grew up in San Diego, um, California, and then I moved to San Luis Obispo or slow. I'm just going to use that because it's shorter to get my degree in applied nutrition. And so I graduated from Cal Poly slow with a bachelor of science in nutrition in 2018. I moved here to Denver to become a dietitian assistant. I transferred, um, to become a intern with Children's Hospital Colorado, and I'm currently completing a supervised practice experience um, that's going to set me up to be on the path of becoming a dietitian. And so why, why is this important? Well, this is important because of one question I almost never get. And I'm so surprised I never get this question more because when I do get the question and I answer it, people are always surprised by the answer. The question is, what the hell is a difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist? It's an important question, and I'm going to explain exactly why. So think about it like this. We were all taught in elementary school. All rectangles, all rectangles are squares, but not all squares are rectangles. Same thing as my career. All RDs are nutritionists, but not all nutritionists are RDs. So that means 
Basically, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. Your three-year-old can call himself a nutritionist. So can your kooky neighbor who spends way too much time on the internet. So can your personal trainer at the gym. Now, just to preface this all, I do not mean to disrespect anyone who is putting time and energy to learn more about nutrition and to use it as a tool. I absolutely respect and commend that. However, my point here is that there's no way to tell the difference between nutritionists and RDs. You know, I understand your personal trainer is not the same as your babbling three-year-old, but there's a point to be made here that just because you call yourself a nutritionist does not mean you have the required education or knowledge to make nutrition recommendations. There's no requirement, there's no regulation to guide that language. Now just imagine if nurses or dentists had a counterpart claiming to have the same knowledge and ability to provide care with no actual required legitimacy. I mean, that would be, that would be absurd. Now, as an almost RD, what assurances can I give you that I know what the hell I'm talking about? So I'm going to give you my journey to get to where I am today. Hopefully it gives you a bit more insight as to the work and effort we put in to be able to provide nutrition information. So I was accepted and completed, I was accepted to and completed a bachelor's degree from an accredited didactic program in dietetics, DBD for short. And also fun fact, in 2024, a master's degree will also be required for incoming RDs and training. You know, my curriculum was tough. I I had to excel in chemistry, biology, metabolism, anatomy and physiology, medical nutrition therapy, multiple courses of metabolism and food science. C's do indeed get degrees, but not when you're applying to a competitive internship program that usually requires at least a 3.0 to even be considered. My program specifically required a 3.2 GPA. After applying twice for the matching system that assigns us to an accredited internship, and just side note here, many of the nutrition students who apply for internships can try for like two, three, even four years in a row trying to get into these programs. It's that competitive. I was finally accepted to Children's Hospital Colorado as a pediatric intern. I'm required to complete over 1,200 hours of supervised practice that include experience in clinical nutrition, community nutrition, and food service. My program is heavily clinical, so that means I'm spending most of my time in the hospital personalizing nutrition plans for kiddos and adults that meet the specific needs while they're injured or ill. And let me tell you, that can vary significantly from condition to condition. And after I get all that done, I have to take a comprehensive exam to get my RD title from an accredited body of the Commission of Dietetic Registration. After that, I have to complete continuing education for the rest of my life, as long as I want to keep my RD title active and legitimate. So not only have I put in five plus years of dedicated time and energy into this very specific field, but I will continue to do so to make sure that I am the best dietitian that I can be. (sighs) Okay breathe. It's been a long journey, guys. I'm tired. I've worked really, really hard and I will continue to work hard in this field for you guys because I want to be the best dietitian I can be and provide the most accurate and specific information for each individual that I work with. That's why I think it's really important to distinguish between these two titles. 
and I don't have a chip on my shoulder. It's not just because I worked harder than they worked. You know, it's not because I just put in all this time and they spent X amount of time doing the same thing. Um, it's, it's just, even though not all nutritionists provide bogus information, there are some that do. And, you know, it, it's not, you know, open heart surgery guys, but you can still be harmed by bad nutrition advice. There are cases out there. Knowing the difference is important when soliciting nutrition advice because it's a very highly complicated and highly specific health science. You deserve the information to make an educated decision on your body and your health. Okay, I'm going to step on my soapbox now. This is a topic I would love to explore further down the road in this podcast, but you know what? It's a messy and complicated world out there that touches on free speech, naturopathic medicine, licensing, lobbying. There's a lot to it. It's fascinating and it brings up a lot of interesting points. But for now, I hope that you can at least appreciate the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist. Tell your mom, tell your friends, help us establish the important difference and protect this field. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am so happy to be here and so happy to continue producing some really interesting information for this podcast. I'm really excited for the next one to come out. Um, I'm going to be trying to do probably like a bi-monthly major episode. And then as we go on, I would love to set up a website where you can submit nutrition-related questions. And I'll do some Q&A type episodes um, to help answer your questions. Because you know what? There's a lot of interesting information out there, a lot of research. It's always changing. So let's talk about stuff. Um, But, you know, until then... Please stay safe in these quarantines. Stay the fuck home. Be well, guys.